0: But just what you described, $100 here times uh, 20 units is you know, $2,000 or whatever the figure is. And these things can add up quite, quite quickly.
1: Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life.
2: Hi everyone and welcome to the Right Club podcast. I'm Laurel Simmons, one of the co-founders and today my co-host is Francois Lantier.
3: So Laurel, welcome to the Right Club podcast. <laughs> so how did you enjoy the interview? I know this is the beginning but we have the privilege of asking our questions firsthand so what, what's your takeaway there?
2: It's like, wow, Van Sturgeon really knows his stuff when it comes to uh, renovation, especially for for real estate investors. And you can tell. And and I was thinking, like, I don't, to the point where I was like, oh, I don't think I would even look at any major renovation without maybe talking to him first, because it sounds like he will help. Um, Yeah. Certainly, going to his website and seeing what he has to say because to me the the message, the moral of the story was really figure out what you want, figure out what you need versus what you want, and stick to it. And the more detailed you get, the better off you're going to be. I mean Really, that's it, right?
3: And this is a business. So a lot of investors forget that this is a business. You're not renovating your kitchen or your house for fun. Yeah. You're doing a business transaction. How do businesses conduct renovations? You use the same. So. I thought it was a great interview. Let's get to it. And everybody listening, please make sure to give us a rating. I know we're not doing it at the end. We're doing it at the beginning. So before, think about evaluating us and giving us a thumbs up and sharing this episode. It might help an investor out there and change their success story or the outcome.
2: Yeah, let's go. Let's go listen to the podcast. Hello, Van, and welcome to the Red Club podcast. It's great you're here.
0: Well, thank you very much for having me. I've been, it's been a while. Uh, I've been looking forward to this, uh, to this interaction, to this conversation. So uh, let's, uh, yes, yeah, so I thank you very much for having me.
2: So now we know that you're, you're, a, you're a coach and that you're a renovation specialist. And so tell us, tell us a little bit, what, what does that mean? And, you know, renovation specialist and how do you work with inv- real estate investors?
0: Uh, it's something that I just fell into. Uh, I never planned this uh, planned this out. I, uh, several years ago, I had a health scare. I've been at, at this for over 30 years as a general contractor and as a real estate investor. I've literally done thousands of renovations in my, uh, in my lifetime, from single family all the way up to multifamily, commercial properties as well. And uh, I decided it's downshift in my life and uh, stop and smell the flowers. And as I, uh, as I was doing that, I, di- I discovered I was getting bored with myself to the point where I was getting depressed because I was always go, go, go. And um, uh, I just got uh, out of, I don't know where I got a phone call from a family friend of ours who's interested in renovating their house and they're struggling and they, you know, they knew about me and uh, you know, the, what I do. And so they, they brought me on and I helped them plan and manage the whole renovation and I enjoyed the experience. And a couple of weeks after that, I happened to talk to a, a real estate investor friend of mine, as well as also a coach. I told him of my experiences, how great I felt. And he's like, you'd be surprised at how many people are out there who are struggling for this particular component uh, of the real estate investing. You know, as important as it is to find a great deal, uh, no, always important to find an opportunity off-market deal it's just as equally important to be able to do something with it because you're always in the pro- We're looking to buy ugly ducklings, diamonds in the rough. We're going to have to spend some money on the property to be able to raise value to improve it. And that particular component, I don't care how great of a deal you have, if you don't uh, have some systems or processes in place to be able to plan and manage a successful renovation, a value add, you're going to end up with uh, a great deal. Being squandered. So that's how I got involved in this several years ago. And I have really, um, I've got clients all over North America who have helped through this whole process and really implementing systems and processes in, our, in their lives to be able to not only save money, but get quality uh, work and also uh, be able to have a project that's on time and on budget. So,
3: yeah, and that's a huge thing for investors, as you mentioned. If the project is delayed, then there's carrying costs. Oftentimes, if it's a distressed property, you're dealing with private funds or higher interest, and then you want to refinance. And now there's seasoning periods and all kinds of things going on, shortage in materials and shortage in labor. So what are your systems, Van? Like, What, what do you suggest to keep this all in a, in a good alignment and to stay sane as an investor through this process?
0: Sure. Um, whether it's on a single family home side or multifamily, it all really starts with uh, setting a goal, uh, act, uh, really identifying, writing it down, what it is that we're looking to accomplish with this particular renovation, this value, whatever we're looking to improve on the property. Um, we set that goal. So for, uh, for some real estate investors, it could be flipping a property. It could be uh, a buy and a hold situation where we're looking to raise rent by $300 whatever that is that we're looking to accomplish, we should establish that goal and write it out. And then once we have that, we should go out in the marketplace and validate that, not just peripheral kind of stuff on the computer and Googling and schmoogling, by actually just getting on uh, boots on the ground and actually visiting comparable properties in that marketplace, in the immediate marketplace, and really identifying what exactly these other properties have that your property does not and really having an understanding and validating that goal. And sometimes you'd be surprised. Uh, there are situations uh, where we might have these aspirations of raising rent by $300 in the market, to go out in the market and you realize that comparable properties just, you are not able to raise the rent at the same kind of uh, rate as other comparable properties because your property is missing something. Could be square footage, could be a, a pool, it could be Southern exposure, I don't know. but there's, there, there's, this is reason why we got to go out in the marketplace and validate what it is that we're looking to accomplish. And once we have that goal, then then we move on to, we need to know what it is that we have, how, many, how much money we have in the budget. And uh, it's often, I find a lot of folks, especially new real estate investors, will get into renovation, have sort of an idea, sense of what they're looking to spend, but then blow their budget. And uh, really what you need to do at that particular stage, once you've got your goals, you validate them, is really you need to set aside exactly what it, where that money's coming from and how much money there is, whether it's from lines of credit, whether there's cash that's been stashed away in the kitty. There's also opportunities uh, lots of folks pass up on. There's government assistance. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities, whether that's uh, you know, replacing lighting, whether that's uh, storm and sanitary sewers there's a lot of things that governments will will come in uh, that will help support raising the value of your property for whatever reason. And often a lot of folks miss out on that opportunity. So budget is really the second step in in that folks need to really zero in on and identify exactly how much money they have to be able to move on toward that successful planning
3: and managing renovation. Very good. So I agree with you having that plan and on the boots on the ground as well. Some people sometimes are, unrealistic about raising rent like a thousand dollars and and the house is just or the building is just not set up for it so you were mentioning you also did it commercially so larger multi-family uh, budget becomes even more important than what's always important but now you're dealing with 12 24 36 units so a hundred dollar difference multiply that by 24 it adds up and how do you deal with multi-family when budgeting renovations? Do you have some insider tips or tricks? Well,
0: I'm able to rely on the experiences uh, of doing this over 30 years. So I, I'm at a, an incredible advantage in comparison to new real estate investors or syndicators who are putting together their first deals. And, and that is really when I'm brought in. Uh, in particular, new uh, syndicators who put together a consortium of investors to purchase a multifamily asset they do their pie charts. They do their projections. They've went to their family and their friends. They put the money together to purchase this asset, and then all of a sudden, these great plans that uh, that folks have, it's like that Mike Tyson line: "We all have great plans before when we step in the ring until we get punched in the face." And oftentimes, when you actually acquire that asset, is where when you start to realize that it's a different it's a different animal. In that you're dealing with engineers, you're dealing with uh, specialized contractors, and it's a totally different game. And that's where I'm brought in because of my experiences and being able to sort of circle, uh, navigate those treacherous waters and being able to determine what are the items that deliver the highest ROI, because ultimately at the end of the day, we can blow our brains out, whether it's a single family and multifamily, but just what you described, $100 here times uh, 20 units is you know, $2,000 or whatever the figure is. And these things can add up quite, quite quickly. And folks don't realize that there's $100 toilets and then there's $1,000 toilets. And so as a multifamily investor, and also single family, uh, it's, a, it's really the same. Essentially, you really need to have goals, validate them. And then you need to have your budget nailed down the amount of money that you can use toward this renovation value add. And then ultimately, then you move toward the next process, which would uh, you know, which I call a needs and wants list. And, and, and the purpose behind that actual list is that we grab a sheet of paper, literally, and we draw a line right down the middle. We write a needs and we put wants. And we go around the property from the exterior to the interior. We just do, we just write down everything that we seem to find issue with that property. We write them down, but we got to put them in different categories. The two categories are needs, things that need to be done. So essentially, if there's a pothole in a driveway that needs to be repaired because we don't want that to be a trip hazard. We don't want somebody to hurt themselves. If there's a hole in the roof, that's a need. We will put that down as a, as one of those line items. But then there's situations where we come across a, a carpet from a lime green carpet from the 1980s uh, that although it's hideous, um, it's really, it's, it's still uh, functional so we will put that under the category of a want, meaning if we have the monies in our budget, then we'll address it, but we need to first address the items under the need category. And a lot of the times I find on both sides, single family and multifamily, uh, folks really need to go through this process and uh, really uh, fall back on, you know, goal setting the validation process make sure that the items that they have identified, they categorize them and also determine whether those are the items that they should be spending their money on or not. Oftentimes, I find new real estate investors will immediately rush into replacing windows. And yes, you know, 34 year old windows uh, can be replaced, they're not very efficient. But if we only have a limited amount of money on the budget, and if it's a rental property, or if it's a flip, I'm not sure that's really going to be high on my list of items that I'm going to be spending because it's going to end up costing $15,000, $20,000. I might say, you know what? I'm not going to spend my money there. I'm going to spend my money in landscaping. I might spend my money on new uh, laminate floor. There's a whole bunch of things that I would rather spend my money on than windows. In particular, if you're going to ask me some of the tricks of the trade, I'm a huge proponent on landscaping, there's something you said when you drive up to a property, whether you're a renter, a tenant, uh, somebody looking to purchase a property. The aesthetics, the front aesthetics of a property, is really what uh, will differentiate you. What will make the difference in a conscious and a subconscious level. Uh, there's a real estate agent, long, long time ago, beautiful lady who said to me, "Van, you can't sell the steak without the sizzle. You need to have the sizzle in order to be able to sell the steak." And it's incredible. I've done this with properties I've flipped that it's incredible what a uh, landscaped uh, lawn, a couple of shrubs, some flowers, paint the garage doors and a front door, dress up the place. All of a sudden, consciously, subconsciously, people are willing to sort of kind of forget those windows you didn't replace. Or the kitchen that, oh, the new kid, it's not a new kitchen, but the cabinetry have been just been painted. It's, it's amazing what these types of little things you can do. On the multifamily side, I have gone through the, uh, I've encouraged people and I've seen, you know, just a simple black coating, the parking area and restriping it all of a sudden gives you that illusion that it's fresh, it's new, and it's relatively inexpensive in comparison to, again, replacing bathrooms and kitchens and windows, which is going to cost you tens of, and perhaps even hundreds of thousands of dollars. We're going to take a quick break from the show.
4: Right, Club Nation, let's take a quick minute here to meet our sponsor for the week, Blackjack Contracting. They've been serving Niagara, Hamilton and Brantford areas and for the past three years, becoming the area's largest basement suite renovation specialist.
1: That's right, and Blackjack works with real estate investors, both new
0: and experienced, converting single family homes into multiple legal suites and renovating properties to achieve their maximum potential and value.
4: Absolutely, and they've completed over 100 units from Brantford to Niagara Falls
0: So now back to the podcast. And now back to the show.
2: So you kind of stole my, my question there because I was going to say, I bet you get um, people saying, I want this and I want this and I want this. <laughs> and you just went into it. Like, because I, I think one of the things that I've noticed, even though you know, if you're experiencing real estate, it's still easy to get caught up into the in the emotion of it, isn't it? Like, it really is.
0: Absolutely. That's the reason why I'm laying out a process, uh, six steps to this process, that if you hold true to each of these steps, you will find your way to planning and, and executing a successful renovation. And that's the reason why goals, validating them. That's the reason why we we put a budget together and then we go through a needs and wants list so that we we are we are fine tuning our approach toward this in the planning and execution stage because it's really easy. $50 here, $200 there, $1,000 there, all of a sudden, whoops. And it especially it happens to new real estate investors. The first property is actually... <laughs> It's rare for that first property of a new, uh, that they actually are not over budget. Actually, if you think about it, I see that all the time. So when you're having somebody who's mentoring you, coaching you, they're able to, you know, they'll help you navigate through the, 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 those treacherous waters and making the really good decisions. And, and you're being educated along the way. It's like, I always say that, I, I say that it's like learning to how to play the guitar, like there's lots of content information out there. You can go on YouTube, ShmoopTube and, and watch somebody, you know, play a guitar and you can learn, you can read books, but ultimately, or you can go hire a guitar teacher. who will sit right beside you, watch you how you hold that guitar. And ultimately, isn't that a faster, much better way of learning how to play the guitar versus watching YouTube videos and reading books. And so that is when we're talking about real estate and the hundreds of thousands of dollars that are at stake. I, I, I don't know, like I, I really, I would much rather have somebody beside me who's gone through it and be able to help me because if you make one wrong move, I've seen some real doozies out there if you, I'm if making a mistake, especially on the renovation side, because there's contractors. We see horror stories all the time with, uh, you know, there's TV shows, channels dedicated to this whole industry of bad contractors. I mean, there's celebrities that have been created because of it. So yeah, I'm a big proponent on that.
3: And it's all about compressing time. So that's why investors are investing in real estate. They want to expand their their finances, their money, their time freedom through real estate. And then they could ruin it all by not doing proper planning with renovations and refinances. So Van, I'm curious, what are you seeing? Maybe some new trends in renovations. So you mentioned maybe skip the windows. If it's not the right time or it's not the right fit, but what's happening right now? Like, is there um, a trend, something that you're seeing that's different over those 30 years? I'm sure you've seen things come and go and like the carpet and and other items. It's it's, uh, uh, like
0: I'm active in only four markets, but I have clients all over North America. And I'm not able to answer your question because every market has their own. Some markets have their own flavor. And so, one area might be going toward that white gray look. Other areas are going more toward those creamy topi colors. Some areas are more accepting of a twelve by twenty four porcelain tile or ceramic tile, while other areas want the terracotta six by six by twelve. So it's really specific to your area. There are trends definitely in every market submarket, and that's really again as a new real estate investor, especially if you're going into another market. That you're not familiar with you really need to go out there roll up your sleeves get into the weeds and do your due diligence visiting properties really understanding the marketplace and then by virtue of you being able to do all of that research and accumulate all that information you're in a much better position confidently to be able to make the choices in terms of what you're looking to accomplish with that property particularly you're going to be able to identify a great deal because it really starts there the great deal and the next thing is, what do I do with that great deal? Every great deal, for the most part, <laughs> has got something wrong with it. We got to do something with it. We gotta, we gotta replace the kitchens, the bathrooms, the landscaping. The house is ready to do this or do that. We gotta do. We gotta get in there. and We gotta do something to it. So we gotta spend money to raise value, and so we gotta be very careful what items we choose to be able to deliver the highest ROI. And that's why this process associated with that uh, that that I that I preach is something that I fine tune over many years and really is a uh, way to be able to be successful in planning and executing a renovation. So one of the things that I I stress in that, once you uh, put that needs and wants list together, the next piece of business that you should have is a detailed scope of work. And this is one of the, one of the, uh, unfortunately the biggest problems that I see out there, whether it's on a single family home side and multifamily is a lack of a scope of work where we clearly identify what it is that we're looking to accomplish in the property in terms of the types of appliances, what type of paint we're gonna use, how many coats of paint, all that information needs to be included in a body of of work in in a document so that we know what we're getting when we're looking to renovate. And then when we go out in the marketplace to tender it out to contractors to bid on it, we're getting quotes back that compare, we compare apples to apples. One of the biggest complaints that I hear from clients is, I can't find anybody to price on my work. Well, what are you doing? I'll ask them. Well, I'm calling this job contractor. I'm calling that contractor. And then some of them will just ignore me. And then some of them will come by. I point at the things that I want. And then I sit back and wait for them to come back to me. And some of them do, most of them don't. And whoever does come back with a price, it's all over the place. And I'll ask them, well, what is it that you provided them? How do we know that one contractor's price that he's they provided uh, are, they, are they pricing out the same toilet? Are they pricing out the, how many coats of paint are they putting on the wall? Are they replacing the cabinets or are just gonna paint over that? Are they using porcelain tile, ceramic tile, laminate floor, real hardwood floor? We need to get all those questions answered before we even knock on any contractor's doors and start pricing it up because if they don't, if we don't do that beforehand. Of course, we're gonna have prices all over the place. And let me tell you something else. I'm a really good contractor. I'm very good at what I do. And I built my business. I'm very successful at what I do. And the reason why I'm successful is that I, I go in, I do my job, I get paid and move on to the next. I have turnover. And I like, and I'm even though I'm really busy, I'm still out there soliciting phone calls from people who are interested in getting pricing on work. And if somebody calls me out of the blue and says, hey, I want you to price out a job, after a couple of questions, if they're not prepared, if they don't know what they want, I don't waste my time. I don't price out anything. I want to deal with professionals, people that know what they want, so that when I step on that job site and I waste spend time putting a quote together, at least I know that I'm, I got all the information over there and I'll be competitive. But if you don't know what you want, I, it's just it doesn't make sense for me. So that's why good professional contractors, general contractors, electricians, plumbers, whatever, they want, to see de- they want to see documentation. They want to see somebody who knows what they're looking to accomplish and it provides it to us so that we can then move on and price it out accordingly. We're going to take a quick break from the show. Hey, Right Club Nation. We want to take a quick break from the podcast to introduce you to a longtime supporter of the Right Club and many members of the Right Club Nation. Mr. Dylan Suter of Elevation Realty. Dylan, take it away.
1: Thank you so much for this opportunity. We as Elevation Realty are the sponsor for the real estate slot at the Wright Club and we have been attending since the second Wright Club. We are an investment focused, high volume real estate team serving the Golden Horseshoe from Oakville down to Niagara. If you are looking to increase your cash flows or you want to find an incredible opportunity, we deal with builders, we deal with off-market opportunities, as well as we get very creative and negotiate the best deal for even on-market opportunities. We've helped a number of clients with the right club, find flips, single-family rentals, duplex conversions, three- and four-unit renovations, all the way up to large residential buildings with high cash flow.
4: guys. And I have to say, I stand behind Elevation and Dylan. They found me. My last few properties have done an amazing job. hundred percent recommend them. So thank you for all your hard work.
1: Now back to the podcast.
3: And now back to the show.
2: It really does sound like you need a you really need to detail it out. Right. Like, and it, I mean, I think you help people do that. If I, uh, if I'm understanding correctly, but also as an investor, a real estate investor, I really have to sit down and, and literally write it down. I'm not just going from my memory or from what I think I'd like, because the more you write it down, of course, the clearer it gets and the more you can even question your own assumptions because that's what we want to do right we want to get rid of those assumptions and all the vague doubts and everything else so that you can come in and say yes i'm quoting on this and this exactly this and it makes it a lot easier to compare two or three quotes if you're all quoting on the same thing
0: real travesty is that a lot of uh real estate investors will rely on a general contractor to put a detail put a scope of work together and price it and it's like allowing the wolves into the hen house. You don't want a guy like me. Trust me. <laughs> you don't want a guy like me starting writing out and what I, no, 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 no. You'll you redo everything. Out.
3: <laughs> You'll rip out all the bathrooms and the floors. Yeah, that sure,
0: <laughs> sure. And then all of a sudden the budget of $50,000 will turn into 150,000. I can easily, uh, we, can, we can turn it, this is from a Chevrolet into a Cadillac. And so that's the reason why, again, there's a process in place that will get to the point where we're in control over the whole situation. So if I'm reaching out to contractors from references, from people that we know that you know, have done some work for friends, family, uh, power, you know, people in our power team, once we have those people that we've got references and we go send out our, our, our scope of work, we can feel pretty confident that whatever quotes are coming back, we can compare, and then we can then move on to the next phase which is also just as important too. How often do we find folks putting out 30, 50, 70% down payments to the general contractors? And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, the general contractor, the, the, he doesn't show up when he's supposed to show up. He uh, comes and he goes, he's not doing what quality work. And I, and and I, and I posed this question to my clients and I said, well, what, what do you expect? To happen, the only way that we can control our projects is through money, and so that's the reason why after we've uh, we've nailed down the person that we want to do business with, we have to have a payment and a progress schedule set in place before they start work. So we all understand where we where we're coming from. We're gonna give you. We I don't know why we need to give people thirty percent, fifty percent, seventy percent, but uh, and, and and yes, there might be situations where there's mobilization costs or maybe some m- monies for ordering material, but 30%, 50%, I've heard some outrageous sums of 70% upfront before a contractor does that, it does anything. And you go try that with your job, go to your employer and say, Mr. Employer or Mrs. Employer, I would like you to pay me two months ahead of time. I promise I'll come to work, but pay me ahead of time. How long do you think that, will, how would will that work? Would I actually, do you think that you'll get a nickel out of that? No, they laugh at you. In fact, they may might kick you in the rear end, and all of a sudden you'd be looking for a new job. This is not. This is the reason why we you need to have control, and it's very clear and up uh, and established right from the get go where we have a payment and progress schedule. So that we feel comfortable in the amount of money we're giving, and at every juncture, at every milestone, if that is, that contractor is not producing the quality workmanship that we expect, then we got to make a decision whether we continue on with that individual or. We find somebody else, but we're in control over our project. And oftentimes, folks lose control because of the amount of money that they put up front. And then they get stuck in this situation. All of a sudden, a two-month project turns into four months. And who's going to pay you? Who's going to pay for that? You are. And why should you? So...
2: Wow. I mean, we could talk to you for hours, I think, on this. Uh, You've got obviously so much knowledge and expert experience and expertise. And yeah, we could go forever. However, it is now time for the lightning round. And maybe then we'll have you back for another podcast and we'll just keep the conversation going. because. My
0: really- pleasure. My pleasure. My, I'm sorry. I get passionate about this. And there's so many times that I run into folks that are struggling with this particular aspect. And I really enjoy uh, the uh, as much information that I can f- dish out to folks so that at the least uh, they could take away with something and re- incorporate it in their lives to be successful in real estate investing.
4: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Okay. So let's go. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email Daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or Michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round.
2: Question number one. What's the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event?
0: I the best the best advice that I've received is I was struggling in my in my life. A long, long time ago, where I was uh, success—I was, I was growing my general contracting business and also dabbling in real estate investing, and I was burning the candle at both ends. And I got to the point where I, I was almost uh, the verge of having a nervous breakdown. And I, I wasn't—I was—I was growing too quickly, and I didn't know how to control it. And it was at a networking event where I ran into a, a person who was older than me, but it was an individual who had everything that I wanted. And uh, I reached out to him, had a conversation uh, with him and he was able to, I was able to have him as my mentor um, and I, I paid him, but it was something that if it, if it wasn't for that, I don't know where I would be. It was, uh, and it was, it's the start of uh, a lot of uh, mentorships and, and weekend retreats and books and a lot of information. I've made the investment in myself before I made investment uh, elsewhere. And I've seen the, you know, and I've seen the benefit of it.
3: Great advice, which leads me to the second question. What is your favorite resource for real estate investing? Could be a book, training, a person, an event. You kind of answered it, but maybe you have a new favorite.
0: <laughs> um, I, 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 like uh, In terms of, um, I, I think that there, there's a wealth of information out there for folks to just be able to really have a good understanding. But ultimately, as I mentioned before, I think folks really need to, if you really want to get serious on your business, you should uh, find uh, uh, someone, an individual that can, you feel comfortable with that uh, be able to take you to through the process and, may, and instill the confidence. We, we're all caught up in our, in our little comfort zones. If we want to be able to grow and expand, we need to get out of it. And a good mentor, uh, coach is somebody that should be able to do that, to be able to drive you out of that and be able to put you on a road to success.
2: Yeah, and I agree with you. Either pull you up, kicking and screaming, doesn't matter. You just you just bring on that person and you go right because we can't we can't coach ourselves. You just can't. It's impossible. So
0: no, I mean, I, I, all the information for the most part resides in us. Uh, like we've watched the YouTube videos, we've read all the books. It's a coach is somebody over there that holds you accountable, pushes you, pulls the good best out of you. you uh, you're, he's there or she's there as a sounding board. And it's somebody there that, that really puts pushes you tr- you know to progress. I, I, I've experienced it in my life. And the reason why I've been able to accomplish and achieve what I've been able to achieve in my life is because of that. And it just makes a lot of sense. And I'm a huge proponent of it. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay. Question number three, what is the attribute? What, what's the one attribute you think has made you successful? Like if you just pick one.
0: I believe my positivity. I, I think that positive mindset that nothing is, uh, uh, co- everything is accomplishable. Everything, if you put your heart and mind and focus, and if you're passionate about it, I think that uh, positivity is, is a huge, huge, uh, been, a, been a huge bonus in my life and has propelled me to where I've been but I've been able to being positive.
3: I love it. Yeah, it's so true. Being positive will take you much further. And we do talk quite a bit about mindset on the Right Club podcast and how it can help you persevere. So, which leads me to the next question. What do you typically do on a Sunday morning?
0: <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, I have been trying to break this habit, but I can't. Like I, I, being in construction and all that kind of stuff, like I wake up early, no matter what. So I'm up at 435 o'clock in the morning. And on a Sunday, uh, usually I'll just be uh, I, I will go Sunday is different from the rest of the days, I will just snuggle up with a cup of coffee and the dog and I'll read a good book.
2: Well, there you go. That sounds like a great thing to do. It's just, it's me time, right? And because me time. To refresh, reenergize, replenish, and all the rest of it. So that's great. So thank you, Van. So very, very much. But so before we go, how can people reach you? What's the best place for people to reach you?
0: Uh, I have a website, vansturgeon.com, that people are more welcome to go there. It's a source of information, resources. Uh, I've got a bunch of doodads and calculators, stuff like that, that people can download. Uh, I'm on social media, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, and I, I, there's lots of videos and information that I post uh, on those, uh, on those forums. And if people want to reach out to me, they're more than welcome to. I, I love helping people. And yeah, I want to give back. My goal is to create 1 million millionaires to real estate investing by 2030. So I'm more than willing to help as many people as I can to get to my goal.
2: Well, that's great. Thank you. And we'll make sure that um, all those, your your contact information is in the, in the show notes. So people will be able to, people will be able to reach out for you or out to you. So thank you again, very, very much. And uh, wow, I think we're going to have to have you back and talk more about, you know, how you can be a, a super duper renovation specialist with uh, Van Sturgeon as your mentor and coach.
0: <laughs> thank you very much for having me. Pleasure. Thank you.
2: Thanks. Well, Francois, I guess we know that uh, it's, we just, you gotta figure it out and, and write it down and get those details down before you actually start doing the renovation. So on that note, um, we will close out this, this episode of our podcast and everyone, um, thanks for listening and we want you to customize your life. So get out there, have success with real estate investing and come back and listen to our next podcast. Bye for now.